Hello everyone, welcome to Happens and Streets with Baba and Queen. Hi. Hi. There's no race, but we are here with some, you know, the goings on in the formula space. There's yep. a lot of things that have happened though. Since last week, like the whole DeVries ultimatum. And mm. then for a split second, we thought it meant that Daniel Ricardo was going to get a seat because apparently he was in Faenza doing um, seat fitting. And then him and Marco was like, uh, no, there's no way Daniel is going to get that seat before Liam Lawson and Owasa. So sorry, Daniel Gellies. I really, we really dived into this one, didn't we? No, because we know Helmut <laughs> and the way he thinks sometimes. Like he doesn't give. He's not a guy to, you know, give you an indication of the kind of direction he wants to take. Like he likes never, being unpredictable. Never let them know your next yeah. move. I never see them coming. <laughs> that was in the song in my head, but I don't know the words. It's da 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 da. Hey, never mind. <laughs> but, but yeah. The song that they use for, you know, when somebody is washing their dishes, then the water will spray on their phone. And hey. then the, the, the water will go and hmm. buy tickets, will go and buy a phone. Oh, you've not seen that trend. Like, oh, never mind. No. Anyway. Obviously, I don't live on the internet. Some I don't people, live on TikTok. Yes, you know there is just jiggling girl. <laughs> I don't know. It. Is that what she said? It's on Twitter. Uh, it, I just on jiggles. Twitter. it just jiggles. It just jiggles. My money don't jiggle, jiggle. It folds. What, how did we end up here? Yeah, yes. Helmut Marco. Exactly. So, yes. Sorry, Daniel Gellies. Unfortunately, the split second of hope where we thought he might get an Alpha Tauri seat <sighs> did not materialize. I don't think you, you guys should give up, though. I think no, there's no, still give hope. Up, give up. It's the hope I, that kills. It's the hope I that think kills. there's still hope. Don't do it. Don't. Do it. Don't do it. <laughs> you know, there's it reminds hope. me of... Just do it. <laughs> Guys, if you haven't watched the Nike movie, it was really good. I enjoyed it. Anyway, um, and I know that some people would say Daniel, like, I mean, he's had so many interviews so far where he said he's not just going to go to any team just because he wants to drive. Like, he wants a proper, like, a proper team. So then why AlphaTauri, you may ask? And I'm like, obviously... AlphaTauri is like for the young drivers program is to develop the young drivers, right? Mm -hmm. But if he were to get an interim seat there to just keep his skills sharp and get the old Daniel back, it would just be like a segue to the actual second Red Bull seats, which he might not mind now, right? So it makes sense if like it's a path to a greater glory to understand i actually quite disagree with him when he says he's he's he wants a seat like let's be real no, let's no. be real and be honest i stand with daniel stand with daniel but let's be real ladies ladies do not compromise let's be real and honest here compromise on your standards he does not have he knows his he, worth he knows his worth but his worth doesn't translate he's not into he, his he work he at the moment. Yes. So he doesn't have a leg to stand on to say that he's waiting for a certain kind of seat. That kind of thinking is there. It's, it's great to know your worth and Never everything. Never give up, Daniel. I he doesn't have that now. Like, he will be waiting for that seat. And then the youngins like, 
Oli Behrman and the Victor Martins of this world are also coming up. So what is the whole, I'm waiting for a proper in-code seat? Daniel, An F1 seat is what? An F1 seat. give up. Let me use our dear Hukenberg as a case in point. <laughs> for three solid years, he was on the sidelines as a reserve driver. No one thought this opportunity would come up. But here we are. So you think Daniel Ricardo will be happy staying there doing nothing for three solid well, years? Well, it has helped his mental health so far. And as he said, his friends are like, He's back. The glow is back. Yeah, he's, the, he's who he. The glow used might to be. be back. I'm, I'm so happy for him that he, the glow is back. He will be that guy but again. But in the car, let's let's not kid ourselves. He will be back <laughs> anyway. Also, he would be testing. He will be doing a Pirelli test at Silverstone. So it would be I, lovely I just to like see him. The, the fact that Red Bull is giving him a chance to be yeah. in the car again, regain his confidence, his swagger, mm-hmm. be the Daniel that we knew. I, I just love a good comeback story. Speaking of comeback stories, Nick DeVries. <laughs> <sighs> I know we said it last Breathe week. In. Like, we saw this coming, right? Ooh. Red Bull is the furthest away from a patient team. Mm. But they've been patient with Yuki, though. Maybe because he's no, in but the Yuki, Al- Alpha Tauri. Yeah, no, he okay. was in the Alpha Tauri. But so is, and- so is our guy. He's a Formula E. Well, you guys, when at the beginning of the season, when y'all were doing, he's a Formula E world champion and F2 world, um, uh, an F2 champion, you know, you were giving him all these accolades. You kid came, he said he just wants to have a restaurant, he just wants to cook. (laughs) Like, you get there are no No expectations. expectations. Yeah, I mean, the only time he's had any real expectations have been this season, and Mm. he stepped up, he's really, really stepped up. Up and I to I be like team leader him. and he's he's doing okay like he's doing it so he, he's dragging that Alpha Tauri to places it shouldn't be because we all know it's like the worst car on the mm-hmm. grid but he's managed to be like eleventh consistently gotten points twice so yeah Yuki is really showing up so we like that for him but the Vries. Yeah, it was all these expectations and be- building all these sandcastles and yeah, all. The, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that's what is hurting him. Unfortunately, like we sort of pushed him into that seat. You in see, a that's, way, that's and how we are human beings are. Human beings down. love to build people yeah, up and tear, and them, tear down. them down. Eh, which is the Michael Jordan movie that you guys should watch on Nike. Said the same thing. And it's, it's very true. Like, human beings love to idolize other people, put them on pedestals. Mm-hmm. But they'll be the first ones to drag you down. And you know I can't go without calling my boy Shao because they put him on a pedestal in Baku in just two weeks later. Like, they literally call him God Leclerc. Like, that's what people call him. But, well... And mm-hmm. then the very next race is like, yeah, he don't know wheel, he shouldn't be a driver, blah, blah, blah. I don't know how these guys deal with it for their mental health because, like, the whole world screaming at you. People who don't know anything about driving because they've never been in that situation. Like, we don't even have the fitness to be in a car, but here we are. I mean, I don't want to say we do any sort of analysis, but imagine people just saying things because they can't say it. They've never been there and they can say anything they want and you just have to deal with it. Any Tom, Dick and Harry 
on the internet will just say anything they want to say. They mm. they forget the hard work, the passion, the sacrifice that goes into being a Formula One driver. And then you have to deal with all the media pressure and mm-hmm. social media. I mean, come on, guys. Yeah. I'm honestly going to be gutted if if Devries loses the seat just because he needs at least he, the whole season yeah like, he deserves that the chance i feel like he deserves the chance and he has been through like he was in he has been to different series right let's give him the chance and yeah. the benefits of because the doubt let's scrap everything series. clean like let's forget about all his achievements and not use his achievements as some sort of weapon against him just because he has been good in other places but he he wasn't good on his first try in other places that's the whole point yeah but that's the problem right yeah it's just that formula one is so ruthless they might not give him that shot but it took him what two or three tries to win formula two and then even formula e it took him two seasons like yeah but the thing is he sat in an f1 car for his first race and scored points and then it's sort of it's it's degraded everything else. Like if no, he can but do the, that, the funny thing is, like he can do Latifi anything else. Said that was the that was the track for Williams. Like yes, he that was. Said that, that was where the, the car should have finished. Do yes. you understand? He, he, it was just God trying to get him the seat. Albon situation, everything, everything just worked for Perfectly him. That 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 time. But now we are using it against him that why isn't he scoring points now when he scored points on his first try and he's this and he's that and he's that. No, let's the just Alpha, give him the, the season. Tari is not even the best right now. Honestly, like, compared to let's, let's be real. So. Franz Toss to tell us <laughs> <laughs> that that car... He doesn't trust his engineers no he more. He himself doesn't trust his engineers. So why are we putting all the pressure on, on the Vries? It's not us. It's Red Bull. It's Helmut Marko. <laughs> he said what he said and he's not retracting. So anyway, mm. in the same vein, there's also a rumor that Williams is not impressed with Logan Sargent so far. Imagine my surprise. Imagine. So if you follow us on Twitter, you see that I retweet a lot of this stuff. And I also like try and translate from the French, you know, newspapers and all of that. Because they too, they have they have some filler in there, you know. So I try and translate for you guys because, yeah. I want to give you the information fresh from the source. Anyway, apparently Toto is trying to get make that seat. Interesting. Yeah. As to whether it's true or not, we don't know. There have been so many rumors this. Hey, so this they will week. just put Logan Sargent out after a season. I don't. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Williams. Oh no, they won't do that. I think the former Williams would have. And then the way the the news source phrased it, it was almost as if Toto's influence on, on James Vowles was going to be used. Mm. But. I don't think so. No. James is his own man. Yeah. And right now, he is his own team principal, right? Yeah. And more than anything else, Dorilton is like the own, the new owners or major shareholder in Williams right now. And they are American. They are definitely going to be backing Logan. And so, to be fair, if Latifi even stayed in this sports for two seasons, I don't think... Three, three. Three. Yes. See, I don't think I really don't think that yeah. it will be. It will I be honestly fair. don't think there's any truth to this rumor. Mm. But anyway, again, let's move to Alpine because ain't nobody safe in Alpine. 
It's wild. Hey, Alpine. <laughs> it was very shocking to me. Heads are going to roll. So I listened to the Beyond the Grid interview with Lauren Rossi. I like the guy. Like he's a very no nonsense guy. And like when you listen to it, you just understand that this is a guy with and um, like he has ambition and he has a plan. He doesn't mm. necessarily have the money to execute it, but so far he's done it well, right? And he wants results. Mm. So of course everybody's head is on the chopping block. First of all, Otmar, I don't want to say his name because I don't think I have it yet. Never mind. Otma. <laughs> Otma is rumored to probably be rep- well, he wouldn't be replaced by Binotto, but apparently Binotto was approached to Interesting. Yes, so that's how bad it is. And yeah, he but came to be to fair, say that Otma the- I have a problem with Otma. Really? How he handled the whole No, even before. Oscar so thing. when he moved from Aston Martin to Alpine and then like just from interviews and like side talks and the way he talks about Aston Martin, he was actually the first person to make me think about the fact that um what's his name? Papa Stroh, Lauren Stroh might actually be a a very, 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 very bad and demanding boss. And you know, he's he's going to take away all your mental strength and energy. And he brought my mind to that with the kind of things he used to say and how free he was feeling but being out of Asimat. Yeah, that's fine. It's his truth. But at a point, I felt like he makes a lot of excuses. Maybe there are no excuses, but they sound like excuses because every time it's it's not him. He's he's not the one. It's not his fault. He's not the problem. He that he's not accepting anything. It's always mm. someone else. Well, it's always someone else with Otma. And I'm like, Otma, are you sure? I feel like okay, yes, he gives a lot are of you sure? snide side comments and remarks, but I don't think they have not been well founded. No, some of them have been, but I'm like, to what point? Because if, honestly, if he's if he's let go right now, he's not going to go down without seeing some things. Of course not. But yeah, but like he, he, it's, life. Always, it's, it's, yeah. it's life. Right? But I, it, I don't know why, but the more he talks and says stuff like that, the more I think, where do you take risk? Like, what was your role in this? What was your responsibility in this? To what end did you contribute to this? And how is this the result? Do you get? Like, every time it's someone else, even with the whole silly season thing, it was either Fernando or it was Oscar or it was, no, it was someone I, the, else. No, this one day I stand for him because... It was yes, always someone it was, else. It was mishandled, but you get the feeling he doesn't have the final say in Alpine. No, that one All is All the Laura. negotiations and stuff were happening outside of him. Do you understand? So it's not like he it, had a say. I'm, not say. I'm saying that when it comes... It's not like he had a say in all these things. But the more... He, it's, it's not one event. He It's just a lot of things that he keeps saying no, over a series of... I feel of, like he loses Over talks. a period. I feel like he loses Like, talks, it's just it's too not, much. No, no. It's, it's too I much for me. For, I'm just I like... Otma. I'll be looking at you with some side eye. I don't think he is the best team principal out there, yes. But I do think he has a way of getting people to come around him. Like, his people actually like him enough, well enough. 
right? People have good things to say about him. Maybe it's the American way, whatever it is. I just think he's been put in a situation where he doesn't have enough power to do what needs to be done. So we can't necessarily judge him on where he is right now. Because it's different if you had the power to make things happen. That's the and thing. you didn't make it happen. If you have if you do not have the power, then find a way of not making it sound like find a way of phrasing things in a certain way. So maybe it's the loose talk, but he does he he talks in a way that makes me feel like you are making excuses. He is not he doesn't make it sound like Oh, I don't have the power to do this, so I'm because he not can't, doing. He can't say yeah, it that so way. yeah, then do, so that's the, the best way he can do. The way he's saying it as well, I also don't agree with it. Like the way he says some of the things, I'm I'm also like, Otma, like really, what are we supposed to do? Nah, no, so, yeah, I'll still I still fight for him. I don't think he's the best. Also, he could have handled so many things better, right? But. He yeah. was the fall guy. Silly season was the fall guy. He had to I go think, and face the press and everything, but he had nothing to do with the negotiations. I think you are being nice to him. You are being, you are being, you are being, you are being forgiven. And I am keeping like, those things that he has no, done how, to heart. So also, I hold off, it against you. First of <laughs> maybe he doesn't handle the pressure well enough because that was obviously the, the mm. kitchen got too hot, so he had to get out right. Yeah, Aston Martin. He mm. couldn't meet the demands, and with very demanding bosses, that's just how it is. So he left. Like he probably knew he would be fired down the line, or no? He just mm. knew that yeah. he could not meet the demands, and the kind of radical action that was needed by Papa Strola Aston Martin, which is fair enough. Alpine, I don't think he's had enough power for us to judge him on how certain things went down. Obviously, other people were trying to negotiate with Fernando, first of all. He just, he was blindsided. Like, what he knew was his conversation with Fernando and Fernando telling him it's close to signing. Like, if he was part of the negotiations, he would have even known. I mean, okay, we were all not there, Your Honor. We were all (laughs) not there. But I just think a lot of things have happened outside of his control and he's had to be the guy and i mean personally i admire him for taking standing up yeah like he has to go out to all those press conferences and like answer all these questions when honestly he didn't really know about it like things happened to him so i i can't blame him for trying to low-key let people know Honestly, I didn't have anything to do with this. Not, so, but I'm not just... that. That's not what I have a problem with. But I also have a question for Otma. I mean, obviously, you can tell that if I ever meet Otma, it will be hot, hot. Because I want to know how he ended up in the same situation he left. It might not be similar. I feel like Aston Martin is a bit hotter. Like, Stroll is... Papa Stroll is... He's very hands-on. Yeah, and he's he gives dictator vibes. But he has also ended up in a situation where his hands are tied again. Because and I'm I, like... I think that's how, that's it, how it that's is. That's how but it is as a team principal. Think about Gunther, right? He's always on his phone 24-7. Hello, Gene. <laughs> you get it. Like, yeah, but I mean, Otman's situations no, are no, no, so... No. I don't know. I'm standing for Otman. Like... <laughs> when you think about 
the, the team principals mm. that we we really respect because they get things done they have shares or they have like I actual yeah. interest Hona has I think he has shares or at least he's I think he does. I forgot. It's either he has shares or he's on the board or something. Yes. Like he has an actual say on what gets done. We all know Adie Toto. Billionaire extraordinaire. He has the power. He can do what needs to be done because he has the power. Like a lot of the team principals up and down the grid. Like if you don't have a say, you just do what you are told. Especially those that have boards. And Think about Ferrari, right? When you don't have the power of Ferrari, that's the end for you as a team principal. You can try as much as you want, but at the end of the day, the Italian press, Italian governments are going to find a way to get you out. There's that sort of pressure. Same with Alpine, because Alpine is a French team, mm-hmm. right? At a point in their long history, they were sort of sanctioned by the French president. I think it was in Mitterrand at the time, Francois Mitterrand. And this had to do with Prost, if I remember correctly. Like... It's sort of government-backed. So there's Mm. also, like, a lot of political tension as well. Like, there's that sort of national pride attached to it where it is more than just, you know, a constructor. Like, there's a whole country behind it. So for certain teams like this, there would be that added pressure. So anyway, long and short of it is Otmer's head is on the chopping block. Binotto's name has been thrown around there. Apparently, he rejected. We don't know. I think he should. Oh, no. Binotto and Alpine. Yeah, that would not be a match made in heaven. Also, I thought it ended there, but the drivers are also on the chopping block. (laughs) What I have read, according to, I think it was was El Naciono, one of these newspapers, is that they don't believe anymore that um, Ocon is... The leader. I have a question on that. Mm. Did we ever believe that Ocon is the leader? Well, apparently they <laughs> believed enough that they uh, didn't give um, Alonso what he needed, right? Ah, because right. Ocon was their chosen oh, yeah. leader. They were okay. building the team around him. He had a long-term contract, and Alonso wanted more, and they didn't give Alonso that, like mm. what he wanted, right? So to the team so far, Ocon is the one they are building the team around. They are not very satisfied with Gasly either, but to be fair, it's just a few races. And I think he's done pretty well. He's had bad qualifying, but he's managed to be in the Honestly, I don't know why they will have a problem with Gasly. Yeah, Gasly has tried. What should he do? Gasly has tried It's not like the car is also on on top form like we expected. That's the major thing, right? They've taken a step back from last year. Mm. So, yeah, heads are... Oh, and I forgot to tell you the best part... The person they see as the leader, mm. according to sources, uh, yeah. mm. is Sainz. What will make Carlos Sainz Carlos leave is Ferrari? Everybody's, everybody's leader, because Audi is not yet here, but he's their yeah. leader. So what will make Carlos Sainz leave Ferrari to Oh, no, I actually Alpine. see it happening. Right now, it's becoming abundantly clear that Leclerc is, is number the one. number mm. one driver. So if like ego and pride comes to it and he really wants to be a number one driver mm. somewhere, that is the sort of angle that someone will use to get him to move. Because if it becomes too clear to him that honestly, I'm never going to be a number one driver in this Ferrari. But will he choose being a number one driver over being a number two driver that can win races or be on podium? Uh, yeah. 
Oh, I see. Hello. This is why Daniel is where he is right now. Oh, because Daniel didn't want to be in a No, but Daniel driver. is different. That's why I'm saying that. Daniel, you see Carlos no, doing Daniel that. Daniel is not different. No, I think he's a different human being. Okay, fine. But Carlos is the same kind, right? Mm. He keeps fighting to be number one, mm. which is then in the nature of Formula yeah. One drivers anyway. But that's the whole point. He really wants to be number one. And if it becomes too obvious that he's a number two driver especially because i think his contract is up this year isn't it is it this year or next year yeah it might be either this year i'm not sure i think it's either this year, this or, next year or next year should sounds he, right though shall ah no he signed two years last year wasn't it wasn't he the one who got renewed no it was perez it was perez that signed last year oh i feel like he also got an extension I don't remember. Yeah, anyway, whatever be the case, Carlos wants to win with Ferrari. Everybody wants to win with Ferrari because <laughs> Forza Ferrari, yay. <laughs> anyway. But if he doesn't get the number one seat. Mm. He's well, going away here. with his sponsors. That's another thing as well. Yeah. He has, Politically, he has the he backing has, in Ferrari. Yeah. But if something was to shift, if... um. I don't know. Ferrari was able to push back on that sponsorship power and all that politics. And Leclerc really became number one in the team. I think it would be enough to push him out. Mm. I think it would be enough. And it doesn't help that Leclerc's flashes of brilliance and all mm. his crashes yeah. are putting him below him yeah. for the he driver's championship. Well. Because his first season, he beats Leclerc for the, these same exact reasons. Mm -hmm. Bad luck and all of that. But if you remember, there was this point where they were playing like one of these F1 games and they asked who will finish higher. And Carlos himself said, Shao yeah. would because Shao is the better driver. In my opinion, in my humble opinion. He himself, he knows, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what else is happening? Oh, um, the whole... We all know that Taylor Swift and Alonso wasn't happening, but it was yeah, like... I didn't know. That was the one thing I was holding on hope to. She is supposedly in a very love-struck relationship with Matt Healy of 1975. So that ship has sailed. However, Hamilton was like, wait... Alonso, playing me up, hold my beer. <laughs> I will do you one better. Here's a picture of me and Shakira after Tom Cruise sent her roses because he wants to develop their relationship further because he's what? Romantically interested in Shakira. And Hamilton's like, Mr. Lover, lover, Mr. Lover, lover, Mr. Lover, lover. And then he came in, swooped in. He and Shakira went for a nice <laughs> boat ride. You know, he's just doing what guys do. No, what Hamilton does. I was going to ask you that. What, what do guys do? He's a player on and off the track, you know? Mm. Yeah. And also, he was spotted at the Lakers game. And the caption was Lewis Hamilton, eight-time world champion. Whoop. Whoop. We're stopping fans. Don't stop listening to this podcast. <laughs> It has nothing to do with us. It's the Lakers who did it. Yeah, Lakers we are just reporting it. news, you know. Yes. Anyway, that's what's happening. And now, speaking of Verstappen, his woman mm, is making yes. waves. Hey. So we cannot say what was, what we, was we said. We really cannot. <laughs> However, 
Kelly Piquet had a story. And in this story, there were some graphic images of an accessory, which later on turned out to be lipstick. But if you know, you know. And it was wild. It had Twitter going crazy for a, a minute or two. And then she went for a wedding and caught the bouquet. So Verstappen fans... And Verstappen was in the reflection of the... No, <laughs> was he was, it wasn't Verstappen. Was it? it was a woman. It was a woman. I, I really thought it was a I guy. Don't I, was think, like, ah, I don't think he was there. <laughs> because when she went home, he left her something yes. romantic. Some flowers. Some flowers and chocolate. And I'm like, Verstappen, hello. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. I did not see you as a romantic guy, but maybe Mother's Day. I don't know what what it was about, but mm, yeah, it was just showing love. Guys, yeah. I pray. please pray against the marriage because I have a theory that them the married men like it just Your goes married downhill. Men of the paddock. <laughs> it goes downhill from there. Let's case in point, Checo Perez. Do you know he's just thirty two or almost thirty three? Does he look that age to you? Does he not look closer? To, I mean, Lewis looks younger Why are you than doing him. That to our Tom Cruise, <laughs> our responsible father of three. Does he really looks like a responsible father of three? Compare him to the young-looking. Okay, black don't crack, but Lewis is way older. What's like four years you, older? Use, use someone else but within the same age range. Look at Alonso. Alonso is, is forty-four, he... but he's still sprightly, you know, springing his step. He doesn't look like the whole world is on his shoulders because he is not married. <laughs> That's your theory. <laughs> he does not have children. <laughs> you need to be focused. You need to you see Vettel, as soon as he also got married, shoo. okay, we don't know when he got married. But I just feel like it's a trajectory. Do you do you follow wait, me? Is is Chaco the only married man on the grid? So far, yes. So maybe that's why Carlos doesn't want to marry Isao. But that one too is coming. Like, everyone feels like that's their next wedding on their grid. So... Mm. So There's no a, one apart from Oh, no, Hugh Kimberg. But Hugh Kimberg... I really don't left, count. He came... Jiggets, <laughs> yeah. So, who else? Who else is married? Oh, our dear guy. Actually, there has drivers, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Magnuson. Yeah. Mm. And actually, Magnuson said the way he races and how he views racing change Changed after, after his he had daughter. His, so, his child. So, yeah, the, it, it's like I don't want to say it, but I've said it. Children will marry you. <laughs> when when he fought with Yukimberg about, and when he said that yeah, that thing that he said, be. yes, <laughs> he was he didn't have kids then. Yeah, he didn't have, the child hadn't come yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah it makes sense. Yeah. Now he, he won't do that. He won't. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, Verstappen fans, pray for your boy. But it looks like he has fallen flat. Yeah, this and one will be going flatter. <laughs> We've lost a soldier. <laughs> and I heard this crazy story about him. No, it wasn't about him. He said it himself. So he was streaming and they asked him for a, a bedtime story. He told a story about how he looked for his cats for three hours in the house, but he couldn't find his cats. And then he finally heard some meowing behind a closet door and not knowing that the cats had found his way into the closet and caused something to fall in the closet that was blocking the door. So he couldn't open it. And the cat was stuck there. And he was like, oh, imagine how scared the cat felt in the darkness. I was like, hold up. This is a sensitive <laughs> side to Max Verstappen I didn't know existed. So do you Aww. know what he did? 
he took a hammer and broke the oh. door to get the cat oh, out. Makshi. Oh, Makshi. Oh, that's yes, so... Yes, sweet Makshi. So, for those of you who don't like the stopping, he has a nice side too, so... Don't hate him too much. A sweet side, a romantic side, Can a fatherly imagine? side. Yeah. You know, he's the whole, he's the whole package. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, is there any other news we might have forgotten about? Uh, no, but um, we will be going live this Saturday. With? IG Live and Twitter Spaces. So you want to check us out. Join us. We have a special special guest joining. We don't want to reveal too much now, but she's from one of the teams. Oops, I identified <laughs> her gender, but yeah, that's not too much information. So if you have any you, questions, she gave all the information you need. She's on one of the teams. Yes, <laughs> so it's enough, yeah. but not enough. It's just See? right. If you want to join us, if you have questions, DM us, um, send us your questions and, you know, we might just bring it up and talk about it either during the episode recording or during the IG and Twitter spaces, um, IG live and Twitter spaces, whatever. What do you call it? Twitter spaces live or just spaces, Twitter spaces. I have no idea. <laughs> I have, I mean, you're talking to the wrong person. I tried the last time. We need a, a social media manager at this point. If you want to volunteer, also slide into our DMs. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, did it's we an, talk about the F1 royal wedding? I knew we were oh, missing yeah, something. We didn't. We didn't. So, so let's just go back to that. Rewind, those of you who know Papa Stroll know that Papa Stroll has two kids, Lance Strolovich and his older sister, Chloe Stroll. Now, Chloe Stroll has been in a lovely long-term relationship with an Olympic snowboarder who is called Scotty James. We met him at the airport. He's a lovely guy, very funny guy. I I did tag him once or twice and he ignored me, but it's fine. <laughs> he was nice in person. I'll take that away and I'll keep it. Anyway, they got married over the weekend and obviously it was F1 royalty. Daniel Ricardo was the best man. Actually, Lance Stroll and Daniel Ricardo were best men in the wedding. Um, the wolves were there. So that's Susie and Toto Wolf were there. Flavio Biartori and... I think that was his wife. If it wasn't his wife, then it was Dominicali's wife. But yeah, they were also in attendance. Um, it was a very intimate affair. They didn't post too much until way after the wedding. But what we saw, she looked stunning. Mm-hmm. They looked very happy. They, I don't know, they, they did it somewhere in so Italy. They so happy. Yes, they looked so happy. They made me want to get married. No, you need money <laughs> to look that happy queen. Don't be deceived. <laughs> They, like money no be problem mm. her mm. profession is a musician she's a musician father sponsored her career do you understand mm. so lovely you need money to be happy so it means i should go and marry lunch through i mean it's not a bad idea <laughs> at all mm. i'll consider it yeah so there there was that that was the f1 royal wedding as well for those of you who came I mean, what else can we talk about? We'll talk about the race next time. Also, we did give you a history lesson about the 1970 season. If you follow our Twitter account, there's like a lot of facts in there, including the fact that the 
only, actually the first and only posthumous world champion was in the 1970s season. And that was Joaquin Rintz. He died in Monza, which was the 10th race that season and had enough points to seal his championship, even from the grave. Um, it was quite surprising because I have like this Formula One winners. I knew he won the 1970 um, season, but I just didn't know he died. Mm. And funny enough, he died with his childhood at the same place his childhood hero also died oh. in Monza in 1961. So, yeah, call there it whatever. There were so many deaths. Yeah, so it many. was. I mean, that season alone, the three people died. Bruce McLaren also died. Um, he died during testing like two weeks before and then Pierre's carriage, a British Formula One driver who had only been driving for like three years or so oh. died. Yeah. It was really very risky back then. So, yeah. Okay. That, like, stay tuned for more. We are trying to drag you along with us as we learn more about the sports. We are going back in time. Follow us. Okay. Speaking journey. of that, let's run through some facts about Imola, which is our next race. Um, Imola was built in on the 25th of April, 1953. Wow. So it's fast. 70 years old. It is The race itself was formerly known as the Italian GP, San Marino GP, or and now the Emilia Romagna GP. I'm sorry, Italians. <laughs> <laughs> right. Emilia Romagna. <laughs> The Grand, <laughs> the Grand Prix circuit itself is 4.909 km. It has 19 turns. And the race lap record, interestingly, there are two lap records. The official one is um, one, min one minute 15 seconds, which is held by Lewis Hamilton mm -hmm. in the Mercedes W11 2020. Ooh. And the unofficial record is held by Valtteri Bottas. Why is it unofficial, though? I'm thinking it is a quality versus a race thing. Uh, that love versus yeah. race. It might be yeah. a love versus race thing where maybe one was during quality, so yeah. the lap record yeah. versus, versus the like fastest lap during a race. Yeah. I don't know. Guys, yeah, if that's you do what know, I thought. Tag us in your responses. So the unofficial one is 1 minute 13.609 seconds. Nice. So so how many laps did you mention already? I did not mention and I do not know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me Google it right as we sit here. I'm just asking because it seems it will be like 60 something considering it's 1 minute 13 seconds to get around one lap. It will be one of the shorter races hmm, yeah it's like 60 hey did i say hmm. 60 or 57 63 laps yes your girl is on it on it okay guys you heard of here first no you didn't actually you already <laughs> knew all of this stuff but it's just nice for a recap refresher. you know yeah Anyway. Thank you so much for joining us and we will catch you live on Saturday. Please don't forget to join us. If you are not following us on IG, Twitter, this is your perfect opportunity. Just follow us so you get the notification when we go live and, you know, join us for some very interesting content. Let's just yes. say content. Let's say content. All right. Bye. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao.